It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. Uh, this is another episode of Frontline Friday with my very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you today? Andy, I am doing great. And you? Good, good. Very well, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, actually, we're re- <laughs> recording this from the uh, island of Kauai, or I am on the island of Kauai. Uh. Yeah, I know, right? It's a hard life you've got. It's a hard life. Life is rough today. Yes, it is. I have to admit, it is raining here, which was great this morning when I went out for my run. I love running in the rain. So, got that one checked off my list on this trip. But um, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. How about you? Where are you today? I am in uh, uh, Bridget Gleason headquarters in Redwood City. My <laughs> <Right>. usual. <laughs> I don't. I don't move around as much as you do, Andy. I well, don't move around as much. That's not. A, that's not entirely true. We just got through talking about two trips you just took that both were out of the country. Yeah, so, but, but I don't do my. I don't. I don't do my uh, travel like. I don't do my recording like you do all over the place. True. Okay. Yeah. You're always at world headquarters. So uh, I thought today we would talk about sales habits. Because, you know, it's just been one of these topics that keeps coming up and up when I talk with more and more executives and sales professionals and so on is, is there's, you know, sort of this preponderance of focus on, gosh, we want to train our sales team on skills and so on and so forth. But, you know, at, at the bottom of, if you, you know, look at a pyramid of things that you need to master to really become successful at sales, at the bottom is this, are behaviors, you know, fundamental behaviors and habits that you have to master. And you can have some skills that, that uh, just really almost irrelevant if you can master some skills if you don't have some of these fundamental habits or behaviors perfected as well. So I thought uh, it'd be something good to talk about today. Excellent. I love it. So, in your mind, what are one or two of the most important sales habits that, yeah, well, say sales professionals broadly, whether you're a sales rep, an SDR, an account exec, or, or whatever, what, what ones are important that you, you look for, that you want to make sure that your people work for you, have mastered, have locked down tight? Well, I, I look at things, I, I see habit and discipline as being sort of joined at the hip. So I look for good habits as I look for good discipline. So for example, a good habit would be uh, blocking b- blocking your calendar and being really uh, organized with how you spend your time. And the great sales reps that I've known and worked with have have made it a habit. The beginning of the day, they look at their calendars and they run their calendars. They don't let their calendars run them. So they're the ones that are, they may have meetings sprinkled throughout the day, but they've blocked out time where they're perhaps cold calling, where they're following up on opportunities, where they are doing research, where they are um, 
in meetings, whatever it is, but they run their calendars as opposed to letting their calendars run them. And so it's having good, good time management and really turning that into a series of habits, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. We have sort of a little ding right there, too, to emphasize that. I like that. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> I know those special dings that I put in. Yeah, I love the way you edit those in. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, it's just sort of a couple different points there. One is, is, is a discipline the same as a habit, which we can certainly come back to. And, but specifically to this point, you're talking about managing time as opposed to having time manage you or managing calendar so it's count. I think that's absolutely essential. Yeah, I think that that if whether you do it at the end of a business day for the next day or you do it first thing in the morning is, yeah, if you're just, if you don't have time set aside for specific tasks, they don't happen. You know, we're all too busy at any level of an organization where there's always more demands on our time than we have time available to fulfill them. Right. And so, if you're not right. if you're not specifically blocking out the time, prospecting is a great activity, especially if you're a sales rep and that's your job. Um, it could be for follow ups. It could be for you know spending time with existing customers that you're you know in terms of maintaining your connection with them and and taking the next steps with them. Yeah, it's got to be on the calendar. I mean, I do what that. What else do you? Hear? I mean, I, I do that for myself oh. in terms of of you know because I. We record this podcast, and and uh, you know, I put out six new episodes a week. You know, I'm writing a new book. Uh, you know, I've got all these things that I'm doing, working with clients. Is that yeah? If I'm not blocking out the time, yeah, I've, I'm sunk. I'm lost. What else do you hear, Andy? I mean, you you interact with a lot of different companies and people and coaches, and what do you, what do they talk about as the habits that they look for? Well, I think one of the real key in areas, just sort of broadly, that's not a habit, but it's an area of concern, has to do with, and we've touched on this before, it has to do with how do we improve our ability to engage with our prospects and, you know, really engage with them, you know, get, have meaningful conversations, sales conversations with them. And I think there are several things that sort of fall into a habit category that, that play into that. And, you know, one of them is... I call it, you know, ask, don't tell. You know, when you first meet the prospect, don't fall into <laughs> giving your pitch, but ask questions. Show your level of interest in them first. Now, this this is actually sort of a, you know, a nice behavior to have in general, both in your personal life and in, in business life, when you meet somebody new to demonstrate an interest in them as opposed to making it all about yourself. You know, if you want to make that connection. And so this is one that, that to me is a habit. If you get into the habit of leading with questions, demonstrating interest in the other person, um, yeah, you're going to go farther in life. You're going to go farther in your sales career. And this is a habit that you have to acquire, um, acquire, you know, you can call it discipline, but acquire through practice the habit of doing this. And remember, Conversation I had with uh, Mark Robert, you know, formerly of HubSpot, who um, you know talked about a, an exercise he does when he meets new people is to sort of you know not take it to annoying extremes, but to when he meets somebody new is you know sort of see how many questions he can ask of the other person before he has to say something about himself. God, that's a great test. That's a great test. I love that. Yeah. So if you think about you know you go to a 
I don't know, go to a wedding, go to you know some social event where you're going to be meeting new people. Uh, you know, outside of the business context, there's all these opportunities to practice this, and so it becomes it's that becomes a habit that you practice both on the personal and on the business side. But the impact for you know potential buyer that you're meeting with the first time is, I think they all sort of brace themselves when they you know first meet a new rep. Is it's like. Oi, yeah, I'm gonna get the pitch, right? And it's sort of like the the pain I have to go through in order to get to the substance of what we want to talk about. But geez, what if you surprise them by getting into the substance more quickly? You know, by talking about them, asking about them. And, and I like that, Andy, to be considered. This is something that we think about as a habit, as a which is also a skill, but also think about it as a habit, something that we do regularly. Yeah, well, I think that I see. I, I look at the skill as a different level, right? Is if I get into the habit of leading with questions, I'm going to develop the skill of asking better questions by by practicing this habit, right? Through experience, I'm going to learn through the feedback I get from the prospects or people in my life, you know, better questions to ask. And so, I think you need to have the habit before you can acquire the skill. And I think this is actually where. You know, sales training oftentimes goes off the tracks for so many companies is that it comes in and says, look, we're going to teach you how to ask better questions. And it's like, okay, that's our sales training. But, you know, they don't even have the habit yet of asking, of leading with questions, the people they're training. And so, you know, you there's, know there's a really missed, in my mind, a huge misalignment there. And so, to me, I want to focus on let's let's build the habits first. Then you can master the habits and they turn into skills. Yeah, I would challenge that a little bit in that, you know, there's also a school of thought, which is you don't want to have, you don't want to have bad habits. And if you don't have the skill developed, you may develop a bad habit because you don't have the skill. So in some ways, I'd rather get the skill and start to develop the skill. And when that's perfected, turn that skill into a habit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a matter of perspective, right? Is is repetition of a skill to master a skill requires repetition, right? And you get the repetition by turning that into a habit. And so that's why I think it's, you know, sort of one before the other. And this is where, I th- again, I think that oftentimes we do a disservice with sales reps is that we don't we don't do enough to work with them to say, okay, here are some really core habits. If you can, if you can in, integrate this habit into your day-to-day work, into your day-to-day process, then, wow, the ripple effect throughout the rest of your selling is pretty substantial. Because as you continue to master it and ask better and better questions, then, wow, you just become more and more effective. Yeah, I could. I agree. I mean, I think, like you said, it it could be a little bit cart before the horse. And I, I guess the two, it's an iterative process. Skill and habit, skill and habit. I think we, it's never a set and forget. So I think even skill building and even looking at habits, it's not a set and forget. It's something that we constantly need to revisit and work on if we're going to remain relevant and effective. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think that that, and I said, I think we're sort of talking somewhat about the same thing, which is, is in terms of me and my my experience, and when I've worked with with sales reps, it's like, yeah, let's let's get this let's get this building block in place first, right? 
I mean, the same thing is, is uh, gosh, yeah, another one that I, I love is, is, is a habit is, you know, once you've asked your questions, let's say you know, one of the habits we want to get people to train on is to ask better, lead with questions, is then the next habit is they have to learn how to listen to the answers. Mm. And why do people have such a hard time with that? Well, I think that, that part of it is, is that, that, and this is not, you know, this is not new by any stretch of imagination, is, is, you know, sales professionals, we tend to be a little scripted in how we approach, right? We know the five questions we need to ask. And so, when we ask the first question, then we're already looking for what that next question is, right? We're thinking about what the next thing we're going to say is, and we're not really listening to what the client has said. And I'll give you a perfect example. As I was just listening to some recorded calls that uh, SDR and an account exec, it was actually a handoff, <laughs> SDR started it, handed it off to the account exec. And you know, in both instances, and these were experienced SDR and experienced AE, is they'd ask a question of the customer, the customer would answer it, and there would be this silence. They'd say yes, and they clearly then would step to ask the next question that was on their list, as opposed to asking a question in response to what the customer said. And that, yeah, that that's a huge missed opportunity, right? To broaden the engage, deepen the engagement, to maybe start differentiating yourself from all the other sales reps that are talking to that 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 buyer, potential buyer that are just you know lockstep following their script. And but I hear this time and time again when I either you know attend calls or I'm listening to calls like I was with these is just you know they're not really paying attention to the answer. They might be writing some notes down, but then instead of having the the habit of saying yeah I want to. I want to ask a follow-up to that. You know, I'm, going to, I'm sort of listening without judgment, I call that, right? Limiting my filters. What's the next great question to ask? Now we just go to number question number two on our list. And that's, that's a bad, to me, that's a bad habit that you need to change. Yeah, and it's, it, it reminds me of sort of a pet peeve of mine, which is people forget that sales is a conversation. It's not a presentation, and in order to have a conversation, a conversation requires active listening. It's a building on what's happening. When it's a presentation, it's just, okay, I need to say this and I need to say this or I need to ask this. So to your point, Andy, about being too scripted, it's a conversation. And if it's a conversation, it's about exploration. It's about asking. It's about learning. It's about inquiring. It's about listening. And it's really trying to get a deeper understanding. And I think you're right that too often salespeople mistake what they're doing. And it looks a lot more like a presentation. You have the other person there and you ask a few things. But really all you're trying to do is say things. <laughs> and you, you only want to push things out as opposed to things coming back in. And that's not very effective. No, no. And yeah, I said, as I said before, you miss opportunities to deepen the so engagement. Much. Because in this one call, uh, you know, the, the SDR asked a question about, you know, how many, without revealing who the vendor was, how many of this certain thing do you need, right? Like, how many seats do you need, let's say, for, for this uh, software service they're selling? And the buyer gives an answer. 
And he never comes back and says, well, okay, well, why do you need that many? Where are they going to go? Who's going who's gonna to use it, right? What's the profile? What is the application? None of that. Mm. Just went to the next question. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's such a missed opportunity. Um, so that's, that's one. And, you know, and Andy, when that happens to me, when I'm on the receiving end of that, I have to tell you, I feel hostile. <laughs> like, I don't like it. I feel like you're, it's, I, I feel so offended is not the right word. Really hostile is the right word. I'm not proud that I feel hostile, but I do. I, I feel like, I feel not valued when it's just this, like, they're not really listening. It's not a good use of my time. And no. I don't, I don't, I don't take it very well. Yeah. Well, I think it reflects badly on on multiple levels i think you know part of the perspective on on part of the buyer is oh okay so we're just going to be sort of superficial here as you sort of talked about we're just going to be sort of super superficial well they're sort of projecting that out into the future right what's the how's that going to play out in our long-term relationship you know are you always going to have sort of the superficial level of interest or are you really going to if i have a problem i buy from you and i have a problem you know are you really going to dig into it or are we just going to you know do what's most expeditious yeah, and I, and I think um, it, it's too bad when a sales rep presents him or herself that way, because then the company, by default, is also perceived that way. And so, as you said, if if you're not digging into my problem, then I'm going to carry that and extend that feeling about the whole company. You may have other parts of the company that are excellent at caring for the customer once they become a once they become a customer. But if the sales rep is presenting something different, that's what's going to be carried forward in the mind of the prospect. That oh, this is they're they're not going to dig in. They're not going to listen. If I really have an issue, this is how it's going to get handled. Yeah. So the sales rep can do a huge disservice at the early stages of misrepresenting where other parts of the organization may actually be quite different and quite customer oriented. But if the sales rep is not demonstrating that early, there's no way for a prospect to get that sense. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So, I mean, sort of along the same lines. So to me, another key habit is for sales reps to consciously, deliberately, Say, you know, every time I'm going to interact with a, a potential prospect or a potential buyer, you know, that I'm going to have something of value I'm going to provide them during that interaction. You know, there's something that's going to help them, that I'm going to provide them, that's going to help them move closer to making a decision. Otherwise, why am I consuming their time? Uh, I, 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 I couldn't agree more violently. <laughs> Than I am agreeing in my head. Yes, yes. Uh, we're time. We can never get time back. And to me, this is and this is so a habit. It is a habit. It and it's 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 a habit and it's a courtesy. Is it needs you need to be able to provide something of value. You need to be you need to bring something to the table. Otherwise, um, we're well, not respect. Yeah, otherwise, you're, you're not respecting their time. You're not respecting. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And as you said, as a courtesy, that's very obvious to to customers if you're not respecting their time. That's right. Much like leading with a pitch. I mean, I think Much another... Like yeah. So, I think another one sort of... We'd sort of talked about 
questions. Another you know, sort of follow-up to that, to me, is a great habit to have. And it's not like you need to have all of these habits, but ideally it'd be great, but I don't, <laughs> not everybody does, is um, what I call, you know, ask the extra question. Mm. And, you know, there's several people have written some good stuff about this, is, is, uh, so I wish I could claim credit for it, but can't. But it's, yeah, so a customer gives you a, you ask a great, good, good question of the customer, they give you a response, and then, and we've talked about this before, is then you say, okay, well, that, that guy was interesting, so what else can you tell me about that? Or, hmm, interesting, tell me more. Right, it's that it's being able to extend yourself that one step to ask that extra question, especially that that one like, you know, tell me more, or what else can you tell me about that? That, that again, deepens that immediate engagement, immediately deepens that engagement with the, the customer. They're going to take you to places where they're not necessarily going with your competitors. I, it's interesting that you're bringing this up. I read um, this great book called The Most, I mean, actually in the middle of it, The Most Beautiful Question. And it's all about the importance of questions. Interesting. And that's, why. That's, that's the name of the book? Yeah, the most beautiful or the the most beautiful or the more beautiful question. And it's, um, yeah, and it's all about asking how really to be, to keep moving forward and to, it, in business, in your career, it's not about having the answer, but it's about having, it's about knowing the questions to ask and extending the conversation and thinking about things differently. It's, it's a, it's a really provocative, very interesting, very interesting book. Okay. So sounds like a, book a more should... beautiful question, a more beautiful question by Warren Berger. Warren Berger. Okay. A more beautiful question. All right. So there we have a recommendation. We got <laughs> frontline Friday. We have I've to, always got, uh, we I have know, to have I've a book recommendation. I know. I know. I always have them. Don't I? Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. That's going on my list. It should go on the list. It's a good book. Excellent. And it's a relatively recent book, too. Yes. All right. Very good. All right. Any other habits on your front that you think are important people should master? I think those are good ones to start with. I think there's, um, I think those are pretty basic. And, you know, I find that typically if we just pick one or two things, we're more likely to dig in and be able to do them than if we pick a whole bunch of things. And I think those are basic, very important ones. Well, you bring up a key point, which is, and this is a topic that I plan that we'll discuss more and more as, uh, in the upcoming months, is that, yeah, there's there's no shortage of things you can do within your daily routine, you know, these habits and disciplines that perhaps could help you improve. But to your point, is yeah, there are, there's no shortage of them. You can't can't master all of them. You can't incorporate all of them into your routine. So it's really important to pick some number. You know, start small. The ones that will have the, sort of the biggest ripple effect throughout everything you do. And right, even pick one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. So start with one. But yeah, I'm a big believer. If anybody's read the book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, mm-hmm. you know, it talks it's about. One. Right. Talks about what's called keystone habits. You know, these are the habits mm-hmm. that could be one habit that does have the sort of pebble in the pond effect where you get the ripples that has an impact on everything you do. And you know, one of my favorite ones, favorite habits is responsiveness. Uh, this is one to me that if anybody's going to choose one, we didn't get a chance to talk about it today, but is that's one that if you commit yourself to being 
absolutely and completely responsive to your prospects and your customers at all times, you're going to find your level of success will go up. I guarantee you, your level of success is going to go up. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay. Well, Bridget, we've come to the end of this particular show. I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank our friends who have joined us listening to us today. Really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend with us as we talk about habits today, but sales in general. So, thank you very much. And Bridget, I look forward to talking to you next time. And likewise. All right. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.